Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortolaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the Extra Point is good. Welcome in to Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. It is hour number two on this Friday, June 23rd. Guess what? It's a Friday. That means it's a Friday spread by Vaughn Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Our friends, they're not your normal meat market. They have craft beer, wine, spirits, and of course, amazing treats for your four-legged friends. Visit them this weekend, 2-3. 390 North Alma School in Chandler. Check them out online at vonhansensmeets.net. The $100 gift certificate still on the line for you. Here are the weekend specials. Lean ground beef, 10 to 1 frozen packages at $10 off. Prime pork country style ribs at $3.99 a pound. And the jumbo party style fresh chicken wings at $4.99 a pound. Reading this is certainly not helping my hunger issue at the moment. <laughs> Uh, but let's. Res- I would tell you to stop, but they're you know loyal sponsors, so keep going. Keep going, uh, but go visit them this weekend and uh, strategically here later on. We'll have the one hundred dollar gift certificate available to you. Let's reset the scene with today's poll questions, and we'll start with the kdos 1060com poll question: Are Chris Paul and the Warriors a good fit? This news coming down yesterday afternoon, and yes, leading the way here at sixty seven percent of the vote. No trade at 33%. Yeah, I, uh, well, I think we kind of, uh, at least I think I kind of gave my answer away earlier. Sean certainly had an opinion on this, so uh, we'll kind of refresh uh, everybody's thoughts about that later in the hour. But I think the really key thing here is it doesn't appear that Chris Paul is going to be a starting player for the Warriors, and he's never played an NBA game when he has not started. On Twitter, at KDOS AM 1060, Bob had a conversation with Brady Klopfer, McCovey Chronicles in the 9 o'clock hour podcast, KDOS1060.com and KDOS 1060 app, powered by Superbook Sports for that chat. Uh, Here's the question. Are the San Francisco Giants playoff bound in 2023? No continues to lead the way now 60% of the vote. Yes, trailing at 40%. The Giants' 10-game winning streak ended yesterday. Uh, The Padres finally won a game. They won the final of the uh, four-game series at San Francisco. But even after losing yesterday, the Giants have won 25 of their last 36 games. We will answer that question around 1130. Still time for you to cast your vote as well. We'll take your calls around 1115-602-260-1060 is the number. The Diamondbacks picked up a win over the Nationals yesterday, 5-3. to three. It was a Tommy Henry start. He went six and two-thirds, seven hits, one run, one walk, five strikeouts, and one home run. Uh, but the big issue here was closing the game. Joe Mantiply, a third of an inning, two hits, two runs, one strike out one home run Scott McGuff in to get the save two-thirds innings one strikeout for his fifth save of the season so I know that you had some strong opinions of McGuff earlier on are you in on him now I think you hit the two key points here let let me start with Henry I I don't know how he does it but he's gotten away with a lot of stuff 
He doesn't strike guys out. He's only had 41 strikeouts in 62 and two-thirds innings. But he also has a whip of, uh, even after yesterday, he gave up some hits and a couple of walks. But his whip is 137, and that's usually not a winning uh, formula. Uh, but uh, the Diamondbacks have won his last six starts. So that's part one. Part two, uh, McGuff was terrible to start the season. I got really tired hearing about he's having problems adjusting to the new baseball after he played in Japan. I thought that he had spring training to figure that out, which he did not figure out uh, the new ball during spring training. But he's turned into their most reliable closer here of late. At least he's the preferred uh, choice now, Tori Lovello. Unfortunately, though, the fact that Mantiply, who has not been anywhere near what he was last season when he actually represented the Diamondbacks in the All-Star team, uh, he's been not good. I mean, he's had some injuries, obviously started the season on the injury list, but he's he, he you know, they just wanted him to get through the ninth inning. They had a 5-1 to one lead when he entered. He gave up a double and a home run. And in comes McGuff to get the last two outs. This is two. This is the day after he got six outs and pitched two innings the day before. There's no chance he's available tonight for the first game of the series at San Francisco. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't even available tomorrow night in the second game of that series at San Francisco. So you know, it's kind of you, you win the battle, do you lose the war? If you're just looking ahead to a weekend series against the Giants, as a war type of thing as far as baseball goes. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, the fact that Mantiply hasn't been good, that just kind of adds to the further inconsistency, to put it kindly, of the bullpen so far. Yesterday, then, you have the Padres dominating the Giants 10-0. Uh, Alex Wood, three and a third, four hits, six runs, four walks, two strikeouts, two home runs, snapping a 10-game winning streak for the Giants. I bring this up because it shuffles things around a bit here for the NL West with the Diamondbacks remaining on top. 46-30 and 30 is their record. The Giants 42-33 and 33, and the Dodgers 41-33. and 33. And this sets up the Diamondbacks and the Giants going uh, this weekend in a three-game series. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, yeah, Wood was bad yesterday. He was really bad yesterday. In fact, that game was pretty much over after three innings. Uh, he gave up two three-run homers. That'll do it. <laughs> so uh, he was, uh, he's was. he been okay. Awful yesterday. Uh, the Giants, I think the most amazing thing for me about the Giants so far, well, two things. One, how can you be so bad on defense and win so many games? Uh, so, you know, that's kind of... Uh, contradicts itself. I mean, they're really bad on defense. But as Brady mentioned when we had him on earlier, they're better than they were last year on defense because they were just atrocious last year. They've gone from atrocious to bad, uh, which is a step up. Uh, but the, the, they're also – they only have three starting pitchers right now that they use on a regular basis. They've gone bullpen twice in the, the, you know, the five-man rotation. There's now a bullpen twice of the five. And uh, – uh, two of the five uh, guys that are you know, starting are just out there for an inning or two. and uh, But they've gone eight and five in these games since they've gone to the bullpen uh, game in the, the opener, etc. cetera. And uh, usually that is not a formula to win, and they're somehow eight and five in those games. 
Tonight. And, uh, the, the, t- tomorrow night, by the way, they, they have a bullpen game scheduled for the Giants. Yeah, let's go through that. Tonight, it's uh, 7.15 p.m. on Valley Sports Arizona, and it's a Zach Davies start for the Diamondbacks, who's 1-3, 7.11 ERA, 28 strikeouts, and Logan Webb, uh, their guy, 6-6, six six, 3.11 ERA, 96 strikeouts this season. He's by far their best starting pitcher. He's a ground ball machine, strikes out a lot of guys, too, uh, so you'll know pretty early how he's doing. Uh, well, also, the one thing I didn't mention with Brady, which I should have, it uh, I know it's June, but uh, it has been frigid uh, in San Francisco. You would love those games there, Kayla, right? So High priority. The last couple, oh, the last couple games at San Francisco, if you just look at the fans in the stands, it's, uh, it's like you're you know, looking at a game at Lambeau Field in December. Not quite to that extent, but it's been really cold. Not sure if that's going to continue, uh, so we'll see how that goes. But Webb has been really good. Uh, there were a couple of balls, even though you know I mentioned uh, Machado and uh, I mentioned the two, three on homers. Machado and Sanchez hit those. There could have been two or three more home runs in that game for the Padres if it weren't for the wind yesterday actually howling in, uh, which actually tells you how you know well Machado and Sanchez struck the ball for their three-run homers. Then Saturday, it's a 1.05 p.m. start on Bally Sports Arizona. Merrill Kelly going for the Diamondbacks, 9-3, 2.90 ERA, 96 strikeouts. And as you mentioned, uh, to be determined who's going to get the actual start, but it's a bullpen game for the Giants. That's correct. Uh, and uh, as uh, we mentioned, and this isn't going to change, I don't think, unless they make a startling addition at the trade deadline. But uh, the Diamondbacks, I don't think it's quite, quote, must win when Kelly and Gallon start, but it's pretty close. Sunday, 1.05 p.m., Ryan Nelson, 3-4, 5.31 uh, yeah, ERA, 52 strikeouts versus Anthony DiScolfini, 4-6, uh, 4.38 ERA, 66 strikeouts. Yeah, uh, Disclafani is just, uh, you, know, you don't know what you're getting. Uh, you you know pretty quickly, though. Uh, so, I mean, if you're an in-game betting person, I'm guessing is somebody that you already have uh, determined, he's a guy that we can figure out pretty quickly. Uh, he's either going to pitch a no-hitter or be just horrible. And there doesn't seem to be much in between. It was that way when he was at the Reds, and that's uh, been the same deal with he's been with San Francisco. So when it comes to these two teams squaring off, though, when they're in the NL West here, uh, how much do you think that this series matters for the Diamondbacks to at least come out of here uh, with the series victory? I don't think it's got that. It's 162-game season. I don't think it's that big a deal. Uh, Also, I think it's more a big deal for the Giants. I mean, if the Giants would get – you know, if they lose two out of three or get swept, you know, you have fewer games against your division opponents now. Uh, 19 games in the past, now down to 13 with the new schedule this year. But, uh, you know, I think, it's, I think it's a much bigger series for the Giants. They're playing well. They're playing at home, uh, et cetera. Uh, also, they only have to face, you know, one of the studs from the Diamondbacks in this three-game series. So I think it's a much bigger deal for the Giants than it is for the Diamondbacks. 
We will get into more baseball for the weekend on the other side of the break. But if you'd like to chime in about the Diamondbacks or the Suns NBA draft, feel free to do so. 602-260-1060 is the number. We'll get to your calls now and chat with you on the other side of the break. 602-260-1060 is the number. Major League Baseball conversation is coming up next right here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Suggest you download the KDOS 1060 app, register and follow along with the listener rewards options. Uh, right now through the month of June, there is a $100 gift certificate up for grabs powered by Superbook Sports. 602-260-1060, that's the number. More Extra Point next. Every Monday night, check out Ray Adams as he hosts the Monday Night Golf and Lifestyle Show from 6 to 7 p.m. here on KDUS AM 1060. Eleven twenty here on KDOS AM 1060 on this Friday, June 23rd. That's right. It's a Friday spread brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. We'll have that $100 gift certificate available to you here shortly. Check them out online at VonHansen'sMeats.net. Let's continue the Major League Baseball conversation and look to the weekend ahead. Uh, you have the Mariners and the Orioles starting up a series. The Mariners sitting at 36 and 37 on the season. The Orioles 45 and 28. Kyle Gibson is eight and four, 3.94 ERA, 65 strikeouts. What's your opinion of Kyle Gibson here this season? He's the race. I mean, he's not a good. He's not on a usually on a, a good team. For instance, he pitched for the Phillies last year. He's like their third. He was their fourth starter. Uh, which is on good teams, that's usually what he is. But they've been so good on offense in Baltimore, and uh, so good they really they catch the ball too. Uh, but uh, you know they're they're young talent, and the, 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 we I've talked about and we've talked about how the new rules this year have really fit the Diamondbacks personnel well. I think the Orioles are similar. They're very athletic. Uh, and I think that the new rules in the Orioles are a nice, very nice mix. Plus, the Orioles offensively, for a young team, they draw a lot of walks and they rarely strike out. They grind out at bats. I don't. I, I apologize. I don't know who the hitting instructor is there, but that guy deserves a raise. I, I think he's done a really good team, a job. Those are unusual tendencies for a really young team. Does the Orioles give hope to teams, though, fan bases that uh, kind of toiling in despair and to be able to turn things around? Well, they, they've drafted tremendously, though. I mean, and that's actually something to remember uh, once we get closer to the trade deadline. Do they trade? They've got tons of young players, position players. I'm sure they'd like to have more good young pitchers, but who wouldn't? Uh, but, you know, do they trade some of their younger, you know, position talent to get better starting pitching? And I think that's uh, one of the biggest questions heading into the trade deadline. The Rangers and the Yankees are entering into a series here. Dane Dunning going for the Rangers, six and one, two point seven eight ERA, thirty nine strikeouts. Clark Schmidt, two and six, four point six five ERA, seventy three strikeouts. When you look at the two teams there, the Rangers are sitting at forty six and twenty eight, and the Yankees are forty one and thirty four. 
Yeah, and I don't think we can even really truly evaluate the Yankees until Aaron Judge comes back. Their offense is just atrocious uh, without him. You know, just you know, look up the numbers. Uh, you know, it's not hard to do. I mean, their their runs per game, everything uh, have really they've just completely disappeared without him. Uh, it'd be nice if uh, you know Anthony Rizzo, who was great when Judge was playing, he hasn't done much. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton has not done anything, uh, and Josh Donaldson looks like he's finished. Uh, but uh, they're kind of uh, stuck with him, I guess. So we'll see. But uh, the Yankees right now, if healthy, I think they've got a chance to be really good, and they were really good. Uh, at least when their position players were healthy, they've obviously not had a game this season where they've had their starting pitching anywhere near intact because of all the injuries that they've suffered. Then you have the Mets and the Phillies here. The Mets 34 and 40, Phillies 38 and 36. Cody Singa uh, 6 and 4, 3.53 ERA, 87 strikeouts. Taiwan Walker 7 and 3, 4.31 ERA, 66 strikeouts for the Phillies. Okay, I have no interest in this series. Uh, the Phillies, you know, they were great when they were playing here. They were really good uh, for the first part of June. Uh, then they played the Braves, and they never beat the Braves except for last year in the playoffs when the Braves' starting pitching was decimated with injuries. Uh, they just got swept at home by the uh, Braves again, and uh, the, the Mets are just a mess. Astros and the Dodgers. The Astros are sitting at 41 and 34. The Dodgers 41 and 33. JP France 2 and 2, 3.42 ERA, 38 strikeouts. And Emmett Sheehan, uh, he is getting another start. That's true. In his first start, he had a no hitter uh, through six innings, and his pitch count was up. And uh, you know, the uh, you know Dave Roberts has uh, not been hesitant to take out starters, no matter what. Uh, so I think it did the right thing. I mean, you got to think about the kid's career. It literally is his first major league start last week. Uh, in fact, last Friday, we weren't even sure who was going to pitch for the Dodgers. It ended up being him, and uh, we thought it was going to be for an inning or two, and it turns out he didn't give up a hit for six innings, and then it was time to move on. Uh, but unfortunately, both these teams are not exactly in good shape right now. Uh, Jordan Alvarez out for the Astros. Oddly enough, Jordan Alvarez was he was a Dodger at one time. No, I don't know. A lot of people don't even know that uh, he got traded by for Justin Fields, not the football player, uh, the relief pitcher, at one of the trade deadlines. One of the worst trades in baseball this century, quite frankly. Uh, but Alvarez is out now. He's been out for a while. Their offense has been pretty bad for the most part maybe totally bad with exception of the last game against the Mets uh, without him. And uh, the Dodgers, obviously, you know, their starting pitching is kind of a mess. They just uh, won two games at Anaheim, but the Dodgers always beat the Angels. So that doesn't really matter whether the Dodgers are healthy or not. They're going to beat the Angels every single time they've won every game against the Angels. I think it's for two plus, maybe three seasons now. And they play two more games against the Angels. I think it's in two weeks, and then they're done with the freeway series for the year. 
of these lists of pitchers that I have as possible trade candidates, I wanted to go through some of them and see if if they would make sense to be on the move and if they would fit somewhere. Uh, number one on my list here is Marcus Stroman with the Cubs. He has one year left on his deal, $25 million. He's 32 years old. This season, 9-4, 2.28 ERA, 83 strikeouts. With the Cubs kind of being where they're at so far this year, does it make sense for the Cubs to try to uh, to move on from Marcus Stroman? Well, he's been very vocal, as he's always been, um, wherever he's been. In fact, he's pretty much been so vocal that he's been traded or not re-signed by teams because they're sick of listening to him. Uh, and he's been very vocal, the fact that he wants to stay in Chicago. He likes pitching for the Cubs, and they have a really good defense, and that's important for him because he's a ground ball pitcher. Uh, yet, but the the Cubs have shown, you know, they've, at least according to Stroman, they have not even offered him a contract extension at this point. I don't know what to think of the Cubs, though. To me, uh, of any team in baseball, I don't think there is. I'm going to think this over a little more, but I don't think there's a team in baseball where I've had difference of opinions uh, from one like two week stretch to the next two weeks, drastic difference of opinion than I've had with the Cubs. You know, sometimes I think these guys are pretty good. And then they like for the next two weeks, you wonder, you know, what are they doing? Uh, and I think they're probably to some extent thinking that themselves. So I, I have no idea, at least as of right now, and remember they're in the worst division in the planet, unless it's the National League, the American League Central. Uh, but uh, they're one of the two worst divisions in baseball for sure. Uh, so if you have a winning streak, you're like winning the division. If you have a losing streak, you're still in it. Uh, so I have no idea what we're going to expect. Uh, I, wouldn't, I, I can't make a case right now. Because of all that, whether the Cubs are buyers or sellers at the deadline, and whether it's Stroman or anybody else. Uh, next up on my my list here, Lucas Giolito, uh, sticking with Chicago, but with the White Sox. Uh, one year, ten point four million dollars left. Twenty nine years old, five and four this year, three point five four ERA, eighty nine strikeouts. They got to get rid of everybody. Uh, they're not good. They had a streak that you know, kind of surprised some people here lately. I never bought it. Uh, but, you know, they've got Giolito, they've got Dylan Cease, they've got Lance Lynn. All those guys are starting pitchers. You know, Tim Anderson, uh, Yohan Mancato. Uh, I, I had Liam Hendricks on my list here, but unfortunately he's back on the injured list. But all those guys, if they're available, well, let's rephrase that. If they're healthy, I, I think the, you can make a case that the, the White Sox should trade all those guys before the deadline. I don't care if the division sucks or not. They're not any good. Eduardo Rodriguez with the Tigers. He's 4-4, four and four, 2.13 ERA, 67 strikeouts, four years, $63 million left, 29 years old. I don't think there's any chance he's going to be traded because he's hurt now and it appears that he's not going to be back pitching before the trade deadline. Uh, then you have, I can't believe this is on the list here, our Roldis Chapman with the Royals. One yeah. year, $3.25 million left, 35 years old. Does he have enough left in the tank to give somebody something for the playoff run? Without a doubt. Uh, in fact, you know the Royals arguably right now at the, is currently constructed or the worst team in baseball. Uh, and there's plenty of talk 
that he and also Barlow, who's actually their closer, Chapman is usually the setup guy, but those two guys would be packaged maybe even together. Uh, there are plenty of contending teams. In fact, almost every contending team is going to be looking to add some bullpen help. And the Royals, those are their two best bargaining chips right now. They're not going to be any good for God knows how long, uh, but uh, at least they could get something in return. They've done a really poor job drafting pitchers in the last few years, and their organization is just, they need anybody that can throw a strike at this point as far as starting pitching possibilities, uh, prospects, or whatever. But uh, Barlow and uh, and Chapman, I think, are going to be two of the most named pitchers uh, in the trade market before the deadline. Uh, James Paxton with the Red Sox, one year, $6 million left, 34 years old, 3-1, and 3.29 ERA, 51 strikeouts. I would be shocked if he were traded. I'm uh, surprised he's even on this list. Uh, he's been really good. He's been actually, it's kind of backtrack. He's been really hurt for unfortunately the majority of his career. He's come back in the last month or so and he's been, uh, dominant and I mean dominant. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he early in his career looked like he was going to be one of the great pitchers of our time. I'm not joking about that. Uh, uh, you know, he was tremendous in his days in Seattle and he's had just a billion injuries. He's been on a few teams. Also, the other thing here is the Red Sox uh, have uh, yeah, they had that one stretch where they were really bad, but for the most most part this season they've been pretty good. I think they've exceeded the expectations, uh, unless they're just completely tanking here before the uh, you know I mean tanking, but completely they just go on a horrendous losing streak, and there's no chance for them to make the playoffs. I would be really, really surprised if he was traded before the deadline because he's an asset for them right now, and he's one of the reasons that their starting pitching has been shockingly decent for the last month or so. Uh, Shane Bieber with the Guardians, ten million, age twenty-eight, five and four, three point five one ERA, sixty-nine strikeouts. He's actually pitching uh, today for the Guardians. Yeah, I would be surprised if he weren't traded at this point. Uh, we talked about him last Friday when we uh, previewed the Guardians and the uh, the uh, the Diamondbacks series. Uh, however, they would have been better served. Yeah, they supposedly had a trade worked out for Bieber to Atlanta last year before the deadline, and then the Guardians, who were pretty mediocre for the first couple of months of last season, got hot. They decided to keep Bieber. And, you know, they made the playoffs and, you know, they, they, they turned out they won the division and then made the playoffs. However, this year, Bieber's strikeouts are way down. His velocity is way down. And uh, his trade value is not nearly as high right now as it was before. However, his contractual situation, uh, he's not going to sign a long-term deal with Cleveland. They've signed some young position players of long-term deals. But, uh it seems highly unlikely they're going to sign a pitcher, Bieber, or anybody else uh, to a long-term deal. I would be uh, really surprised at this point if he were not traded. But I'm curious to see how much they actually get in return. Not nearly as much as it would have been a year ago. Uh, Jack Flaherty with the Cardinals, one year, 5.4 million, age 27, 4.64 ERA, 75 strikeouts this season. I have no use for him anymore. Um, he's just too hurt. 
uh, seemingly, you know, just, you know, obviously he's had physical ailments and rarely made it through a season healthy here for several seasons. Uh, also, you know, seems like uh, he's got some uh, getting over the hurdle of bad things around him. And uh, the biggest surprise with the, the Cardinals of many this year is their defense has gone from like the best in baseball. I'm not exaggerating there. You can make a case the best in baseball for two or three years. Really bad this year. And he seems to, when somebody makes a bad play behind him, uh, he's not mentally tough enough to pitch over that and get out of the inning. As I mentioned, it's a Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits Friday. The weekend specials, lean ground beef, 10 to 1 frozen packages at $10 off. Prime pork country style ribs at $3.99 a pound and jumbo party style fresh chicken wings at $4.99 a pound. This is Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits located 2390 North Alma School Road in Chandler. It's time, the $100 gift certificate for you. Caller number 3, 602-260-1060, 602-260. 1060 is the number for caller number three. Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, not your normal meat market. They have craft beer, wine, spirits, and amazing treats for your four-legged friends. Visit them 2390 North Alma School in Chandler or online at vonhansensmeats.net. It's poll question time. Uh, when we come back on the other side of the break, it is the extra point right here on KDOS AM 1060. Radio is here for KDUS AM 1060. Check out your favorite shows and games on 100.7 KSLX HD2. Welcome back to Extra Point. It's Friday. It's June 23rd. Congratulations to our winner of the Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits $100 gift certificate. Also, congratulations to Bob for going and getting himself a snack in break. So at least one of us yeah. is not hungry anymore. You kept mentioning the food all the time. I couldn't wait another 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, nice work. Nice work. Um, Once again, you can visit uh, Vaughn Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Carry on. I'm going to eat some more. Very good. 2390 (laughs) North Alma School in Chandler and visit them online at vaughnhansensmeats.net. It's now time to get into the poll questions for the day. And if you missed it yesterday, uh, the Wizards were able to trade Chris Paul to the Warriors. So the KDOS1060.com poll question here is, are Chris Paul and the Warriors a good fit? Yes or no? Okay, before we get to this poll question, I'm sure acquiring minds want to know. I'm having some turkey, deli turkey from from Albertsons, which is really good. All right, so that got that out of the way. All right, as far as the question goes, with all due respect to Sean Devaney, who... There are a few NBA people. There may not be any NBA people. I respect his opinion more than Sean. And he's not in favor of this at all. I think it could work. Um, large part for you know, a couple of reasons. I totally agree with you know, what Sean said. And Kayla, you mentioned this also earlier. That he want, you know, he's not a push-the-pace guy. Uh, and he's more of a half-court player. But if he's not starting, and he's only playing like 25 minutes a game... I think he'd be willing to push push the pace a little more. Plus, I think the Warriors could be 
tremendous in a half-court offense, which they actually have been pretty good at. I think that's kind of lost in the shuffle here. But you know, they're not bad in the half-court anyway, offensively. Uh, but you know, with Steph and, and Clay Thompson running through screens from Draymond, and they're great at moving without the ball, both those guys. And Green's arguably the best screener in basketball. And Paul delivering the ball because he can still pass the ball for sure and puts uh, his teammates in position. Uh, he, he, you know, when he passes the ball, they're in positions to take the shot. You know, there's a lot of guys that make flashy passes and you know don't you know the the guy that catches the ball has to then work hard to get a shot. Paul puts his guys in position to take shots. So along those lines, I definitely think it could work. And uh, we anticipate he's not going to start. So 25 minutes a game, maybe not even that many. I think this could work. So I'm going to say yes. My initial reaction was just quite surprised. Um, and, And so once I got through that surprise here and tried to figure out, well, why would the Warriors want Chris Paul here? And if it is that, you know, because at at first you were thinking, well, maybe they're also trying to make some contract manipulations because they're in a bit of a situation with the tax apron number two on the horizon. But then the report from Chris Haynes, like, no, that they want to keep him. So you're like, okay, well, why? And my uh, initial thought here is, well, CP3, as as you mentioned, uh, that I said, (laughs) he really wants to slow things down. The Warriors play a little bit more up-tempo, but with the way that Steph Curry is constantly on the move without the ball in a half-court setting, Clay Thompson as well, I I think there is something to Chris Paul just really being a facilitator and being able to to get the ball where guys want it in a catch-and-shoot situation and really start to open up the floor in that sense. Uh, I do think that there are some question marks about Chris Paul defensively now at this point in his career, and the, the, the Warriors are going to have to figure out how to combat that because last season was not great for them defensively and really not great when Steph Curry was not on the floor. So I think, though, when you're looking at the window of opportunity for the Warriors, uh, they think that this is the best chance to bring Draymond Green back and to kind of, quote unquote, run it back with somebody who has more experience in a second unit like Chris Paul. So if he's willing to embrace that, if uh, the 20, 25 minutes a night helps preserve him to stay healthy because that's been a massive issue for him in the playoffs is maintaining that health, then I I think there is some opportunities for it to work. I really just kind of need to see some of it all come together about how they're going to play just because of pace issues and a little bit of the defensive question marks that I have. I think those are all valid questions and points. I'll add one more thing is that Steph apparently totally campaigned for them to get Chris Paul. Um, I do think, though, that it makes it very clear that uh, they wanted Jordan Poole out of there, uh, that it just this whole season didn't work for them. Well, if they want any chance to keep Draymond, they had to get rid of Jordan Poole, not just because of the financial obligation, 
but because you know they're not best friends. <laughs> yes. Uh, the masses, though, are on the yes side of things at 71% of the vote, no sitting at 29%. This is the KDOS1060.com poll question. Flipping this on over to Twitter, at KDOSAM1060, Bob had a conversation with Brady Klopfer of McCovey Chronicles in the 9 o'clock hour. If you missed it, podcast, KDOS1060.com and KDOS1060 app. Are the San Francisco Giants playoff bound in 2023? This is a tough one because in this NL West in general, you have, I, I think, the Diamondbacks kind of overachieving what, you know, I, I think everyone expected them to be better than last year to be able to continue to build upon what we saw at the end of the season. But I think Corbin Carroll has certainly impressed. Uh, and then just finding ways to win. You have question marks with some of the starting rotation, things of that nature, and they have certainly exceeded expectations. Um, And I think the Giants are kind of in a similar boat that right now they're exceeding expectations a bit, relying on a lot of rookie players as uh, you and Brady Klopfer had talked about. So my questions here are, is this just kind of like a hot streak? Are they going to run into a bit of a wall at some point? Can their pitching hold up? Because they're even in a more precarious situation pitching-wise than the Diamondbacks are so I'm curious to see how this three game series goes then you also have to factor in um, that the Dodgers at some point they're probably going to get a little bit healthier so how is that going to all shake out just within the NL West division the NL in general is maybe a little bit weaker so maybe you can get uh, three teams in from the NL West and so where are your biggest challengers going to come from is it going to be the Brewers finally figuring things out is it going to be the Phillies catching a hot streak like they did last year so I think when you combine all of those factors in I don't want to say with certainty that the Giants are playoff bound but I think there's a more legitimate chance here yeah I think they're gonna make it Uh, I think there's gonna be three teams from the NL West and the Padres are one of them you can figure out what I mean by that uh, because that would mean that you know and then the Rockies aren't gonna make it either (laughs) so but I think the other three teams will make it I think you bring up an interesting point and an accurate point. It is the National League. I mean, if this were the American League, I don't even think this would be a question. But the National League is uh, not good. Uh, there's only going to be one team from the Central, whoever you think it's going to be. That's it. Uh, you know, The Marlins, I think, are the team that is more of a threat right now than the Phillies. Uh, the Marlins need to figure out what's wrong with Sandy Alcantara uh, and Alcantara. Uh, who was a Cy Young Award winner last year, and his earn average is like five this year. But amazingly, even with his problems, they're like ten games or you know ten plus games above 500 for the first time in like dude, 12, 13 years. Uh, and they don't score many runs, but they win. They win every close game they play, and their bullpen's been really good, which is why they win a like a lot of close games. So I think that there are there's certainly a possibility, but. I just don't think there's too many alternatives. I also think that the uh, the, the uh, Giants will add at the trade deadline. Uh, we mentioned that they've gone with this opener thing, uh, I'm sure, more than they wanted to. Uh, I would be very surprised if they didn't add a starting pitcher, maybe some of the names that you mentioned. I think that Shane Bieber would be a great baseball fit there because it's a really, you know, it's a pitcher's ballpark where they pitch to you know, play their home games in San Francisco. Uh, their infield defense isn't great, but you know, the, but I don't think they're gonna. There's no chance. Well, I shouldn't say no chance. I think it's a limited chance that we get him. 
because I can't imagine the Giants would sign Bieber to a contract extension after next year when he's a free agent. But yeah, I, I think for sure they'll add more starting pitching, whether it's top line or you know better than what they have right now before the trade deadline. So I'm going to say yes, I think they, do, they are a playoff team. The masses are on the no side of things at 60% of the vote. Yes, sitting at 40%. This is on Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. And, of course, the Diamondbacks and the Giants are in a three-game series uh, t- starting tonight. And that is 7.15 p.m. on Bally Sports Arizona. I see this from Jeff Goodman that Kirk Carissa is starting the paperwork to re-enter the portal. He uh, obviously went to transfer to West Virginia and then with everything that's going on at West Virginia he could still stay it's just dependent upon who the next head coach is going to be okay we'll see how that all works out yeah obviously Huggins is out and that's why he went there and so forth so I don't think he can really be any good anywhere quite frankly I mean, he's not going to guard anybody better, whether Huggins is the coach or somebody else in a different place. He just can't stop anybody. We will wrap up this edition of Extra Point next. Need social information about KDUS AM 1060? Try KDUS1060.com at KDUS AM 1060 on Twitter and Facebook.com slash KDUS AM 1060. segment of today's extra point right here on kdos am 1060 online at kdos 1060.com and with the kdos 1060 app powered by superbook sports it's friday it's june 23rd bob kemp kayla mortellaro with you and bob it's thank you time as always we thank you for listening special thanks to the callers emailers tweeters texters whomever and whatever else slipped through the cracks also our guest today plural San Francisco Giants update. Heading into the weekend series against the Diamondbacks, Brady Klopfer joined us from McCovey Chronicles. Excellent stuff, as always, from Brady. Among other things, um, we went through, uh, you know, he's seen the Dodgers and the Padres the last week or so. Uh, and then obviously gets the Diamondbacks this weekend, gets to see them for three games. So we kind of went through the division with Brady, among other things, uh, around the NBA, including uh, some Suns discussion. And a little on the draft and a little in the offseason. All that with Sean Devaney from Heavy.com. Sound uh, today courtesy of, and I just lost my place because I'm really bad in the computer sometimes. This would be, there we go. We're back. Uh, sound today courtesy of Bally Sports Arizona, NBC Sports Bay Area, NBC Sports Washington, ESPN. Also, the Fan 680 AM, uh, otherwise, otherwise known as the Fan 60, 680 AM. <laughs> and uh, also, WLW, we've been playing these Reds highlights lately. Uh, 700 AM in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. I grew up in Columbus listening to WLW a lot back in the day when the Reds were really good. And uh, maybe not really good in some years, but they, they were the, my favorite team. 
when I was a kid. Also, special thanks to uh, Kayla and Corey and Aaron. And uh, Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next. That's right. Up next from noon to 1 o'clock, it is Sports Map Radio Network, followed by the Doug Gottlieb Show from 1 to 3, the Rich Eisen Show from 3 to 5, and the Sports 2 with Dave Rooster Bierstein from 5 to 6. The countdown is on for me to go have some lunch, and the countdown is on for, <laughs> for you to go visit Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, located 2390 North Alma School in Chandler with their weekend specials lean ground beef 10 to 1 frozen packages at $10 off prime pork country style ribs at $3.99 a pound and jumbo party style fresh chicken wings at $4.99 a pound briefly taking a look of things going on at the Travelers Championship Denny McCarthy remains out in front uh, 15 under par Eric Cole at 11 under par then you have a tie for third with Zach Blair and Adam Scott who are done for the day Keegan Bradley's now two under on the day, 10 under for the tournament in a tie for third. So we need Keegan Bradley to continue playing well as he's one of our top 30 picks. Uh, Then you also have some other names that are still on the golf course, Justin Thomas is four under par through seven today. That's good for tied for 42nd right now as you continue to look at the cut line. It's projected to be at three under par. Uh, John Rum currently sitting on the outside looking in. So is Tommy Fleetwood as well. Uh, and Sahith Tagala, who shot four under yesterday, he's two over on the day today. Uh, he has an opportunity to still turn it around because he's through nine holes. But Sahith, uh, he was a huge storyline last year, having himself an opportunity to win this golf tournament. Hit his ball in um, a fairway bunker, had some issues after that, maybe trying to get a little bit too greedy. Uh, but he was a, a player that kind of took us all by surprise with, with his game. He was part of the Netflix series Full Swing, and now he's still looking for his uh, break breakout victory on the PGA Tour. So that's uh, some of the names as well as Max Homa. He is uh, three under par in the day, one under par, though, for the tournament on the outside looking in through seven holes. So we'll see how things shape up at the Travelers Championship. The Diamondbacks as well. They have a big series with the Giants. It's Zach Davies versus Logan Webb, 7.15 p.m. on Bally Sports Arizona. And Bob... I found something that I'll be doing for the weekend. The 33rd did a sit-down interview with Bill Belichick, and it's coming out in installments. And I feel like Bill, I mean, I don't know, I hope, because they've been pumping it, that Bill has actually opened up and provided some sort of insight. So I'm, I'm curious to see what Bill has to say here about the history of the game and maybe his perception on, on things as well. So I'll be checking that out this weekend. Yeah, when he did that thing on NFL Network a couple years ago, uh, that was tremendous. Just his uh, knowledge of the game and uh, his thoughts and so forth. Uh, Yeah, I don't get into that stuff usually, but I sure did with that. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a fantastic weekend. Talk to you on Monday.